Here we go. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to us, Trey and Alex, here on the Hope Rising Ministry podcast. This is legitimately over a year and a half coming that we have been trying to plan, trying to coordinate, and trying to make this happen. So, Lord willing, it is happening right now, and I cannot be more excited, and I am thrilled. And, uh, you know, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm, you know, just giddy all, all in one. And, uh, you know, I just want this to be uh, a fun time. I want this to um, be an opportunity for us just to, uh, you know, just to communicate, just to talk, just to share whatever is on our hearts. And um, I, I hope it blesses those of you who are listening, anybody who finds this or, or has the opportunity to hear these episodes. But we are excited for episode one of the Hope Rising Ministries podcast. And as I said, my name is Alex. And with me is Trey, who is also part of uh, Hope Rising Ministries. And hello, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we are um, really, it's hard to believe that it's finally here, that we're actually doing this and recording this, um, that it's taken taken this long. But, you know, life happens, and maybe that was God's plan. Maybe we weren't ready a year and a half ago to actually start this. And maybe we are now, or at least the time's right for when he can use it for his glory. Um, So let me just kind of give everybody, you know, a background of of what we do and and why we're even doing this in the first place. And so, um, as I mentioned, this being the Hope Rising Ministry podcast, obviously there's a ministry called Hope Rising, and that is what we get to be a part of. That's something that God called us and our incredible team uh, of, of individuals that are passionate about seeing people come to know Christ uh, that he called us to steward almost five years ago. It will be five years ago. Can you believe that? Five years ago on September the 1st. Wow. wow. Like time just flies, man. It really, really does. I remember you and I sitting yeah. in Hardee's and Applebee's, Applebee's, Applebee's talking yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. Before it ever, you know, really became a thing when God was just kind of, um, planting that seed and man it is hard to believe five years um and so it's awesome that you know we get to do what we do which is which is be able to travel around and just share the gospel wherever the lord opens doors and leads us to and uh, anybody that's willing to listen we are willing and ready to talk about jesus um so i am excited to be able to introduce a new group of people to this ministry, to this calling that God's given us, uh, and that is through this podcast. And so um, that's the ministry that we do, and what this podcast is for is really for us to, um, you know, have an opportunity to talk about Jesus, talk about apologetics, and talk about life, and how they are so deeply intertwined with each other that there really is no way to separate them. Um, And so we get the opportunity to talk about that and, you know, just how life is going, what's going on in the world. We'll be talking about current events. We'll be talking about um, scripture. We'll be talking about, you know, you name it, we're probably going to talk about it at some point in time and how it relates to, you know, to, to Jesus, to the gospel, to current day, to what we're going through now, to what the disciples faced, you know, 2000 years ago, to what we think is going to happen in the future, those types of things. And so, um, 
So that's what we're here for. And hopefully to be, you know, a, a voice to be there for other people who, you know, maybe going through things or, or maybe wondering what other people are thinking during this time. And, you know, just want to hear somebody else's opinion about how they feel. And so um, I'm excited about this. Trey, are you excited about this? I'm very excited about this. This is awesome. Uh, you know, um, I've also been, you know, kind of uh, really looking forward to this. I know it's been a long time in the making. Mm. Uh, however, uh, I know that, you know, our, our number one goal is for God to be glorified and for people to be brought to the cross and for the truth to be revealed and for the to be exposed. And that's what we're here for. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's something um, not to get too deep into discussion yet, but I think that's something, you know, we're as Christians that that's something we're called to, to do is to help guide each other, to help each other, you know, have clear vision and open eyes um, to be able to see those types of things. And so, I'm excited for kind of what we have on the list to, you know, for our introductory, for our first episode, the the topics that we have to talk about. And, and I can already assure you now that we are not going to get through this entire list of things that we have to discuss. And so um, whatever we don't make it through today, we will include and continue on in episode two, three and four and five and however long it takes to get through this list and then whatever God has planned um, thereafter. So that's right. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know of anything else. Is there, is there any other type of introduction or, or anything you want to, you well, want to share mean, before we dive in? Sh- sure. Just one quick thing. You know, um, uh, Alex and I belong to two gospel oriented churches, uh, you know, where we live. Uh, very selective about, um, the teaching that we listen to, the music mm. that we sing, mm. the camaraderie that we share with other believers, mm. and you know we're we're just grateful that God has us where we are, and that He met us up, uh, even though we are kind of from our families are kind of from the same town, uh, so we know each other mm. from a long time ago, but um, we're extremely excited to uh talk about uh things that are on people's minds especially right now today um uh you know being uh you know it was 91 degrees today wasn't it alex um so yeah, I, i'm sure that people pretty in pretty phoenix well. were like you know <laughs> yeah. were like well it was 107 there you know but we're not in phoenix so um yeah. you know so basically uh, what we want to do today is address kind of the church's role in what's going on in society today in this in this country and possibly globally. I don't know, but um, we're going to focus mainly on the church in America and what that means and what what she means and how. Is she having the influence? Is she not have? I mean, is she supposed to be having the influence right now? Um, mm-hmm. it, does she have a voice? Is she using her voice? Stuff like that. So, um, how you think we'll kick it off, Alex? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think that's great. Great introduction into uh, into what we're doing and our plan for 
for right now for this episode. So, you know, let's let's start it off. Um, Trey, tell me what you think right now. Like, what do you think the state of the church in America is? So not, you know, not focusing yet around the world, but what do you think about the, the church here in America? Or, you know, as some may even refer to it as the American church. What are your thoughts on that right now? Wow. Um, wow. You know, that's a great question. Um, the state of the American church today. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, her state right now is what she's allowed herself to be in in the past. And, yep. you know, if you go way back, um, the church um, left persecution to come here, even though they might not have known where here was, they left mm-hmm. persecution and, and, and landed here, l- let's say the pilgrims, and they wanted to um, worship like they wanted to worship. And, you know, it, it is, is over the years, has that been really, really good for the church in America? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I think so. I think possibly we've been living under the umbrella of grace here in America for a long time. And I think that's what we're used to. I think that's part of our state right now is that we're used to that umbrella of grace that, you know, we're the church, you know, we can do what we want to do, say what we want to say, go where we want to go. And nobody's going to say anything about it. Um, but when I look at biblical Christianity and I look at the biblical church, in the first century, that's not how it was. It just wasn't. Um, they yeah. were persecuted left and right. So we don't really know what that means. Um, I'm sure that there are Christians here that have lived abroad that know what that means. But me personally, and I might be speaking for you, Alex, I don't think we really know what that means. So um, our state of today of, of the church, um, what does what does she think about that? I think she thinks that she is cowered away maybe a little bit, like in a corner, like she doesn't know what to do right right. now. Um, You know, what does the world think about the church today? I think they think the same thing. I think they see the church uh, as cowered in a corner, not knowing what to do right now. Um, I don't know what that means. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. I just don't know what that means. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that's uh, you. You definitely hit it spot on, and, and that's one of those. That's one of those topics. I mean, we could we could spend an entire ten episodes talking about the state of the church in America today and what that you know what that uh, means for for the church around the world. What that means for you know those who are here in America and you know go to the local church, um, as well as you know what got us here really. And I think you, you know, you really, um, I think you hit the point with, you know, we've been living in an umbrella of grace for so long with little to maybe no persecution to the extent of what the church back in, you know, the Acts church, what they experienced. And and what's funny is, um, you know, I've, I've obviously uh, got my Bible here, um, just having it ready for, you know, to be able to try and flip through and find some verses because, um, you know, 
you, Mister, I, I know all the the Bible, and I can break it down for you better than anybody. You know, I, I still have to have mine with me. So I can through it, but. that's not true. <laughs> but no, as as you were talking about persecution with the church, no joke. I was just flipping through Acts, and sure enough, I came to Acts chapter eight, and the the title of the section here is the church persecuted and scattered, and the first verse there says. On that day, a great, well, actually, the first verse, it starts out with, and Saul approved of their killing him. So that right there is, you know, that's intense in itself. And then it says, on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. You see, and and I think that's, you know, that's the type of persecution we don't quite understand we, we haven't had to live it out, which is not a bad thing. Like that is a, a really great, you know, thing for us because that is God's grace that he's protected us from that. But have we forgotten what it's like or have we ever even known what it's like to to be persecuted? And not only that, that the spreading of the gospel really took off with persecution to the church in Acts. And that's, yeah, that's how, really how it began to spread. Yeah, that's how the how the word spreads is persecution. And let, yep. let you know, let me go to um the our basic definition of persecution in the Greek. It just means mm-hmm. to be hemmed in at all sides, like there's no escape. You're hunted down like prey. Now what that yep. doesn't mean to me personally is somebody making fun of you going to church. Uh, I don't right, think, right, you know, right. I think that might be the height of persecution that a lot of us have felt in our lives. However, now let's go back one step. Did we build a place to where we wouldn't be persecuted? Is that what we did? I don't know. I mean, maybe we I, built up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know. we built walls, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, but, but guess what? Um, that's a, that's, Going back to like what's going on today, that looks like that that might be short lived. Um, maybe not, but probably so. Uh, we both have children, and I believe our children will see persecution in their lives. You know, and, and that's something, man. You know, I, I pray, I pray that you are wrong on that <laughs> for the reason that obviously you don't want your child to experience that. But you can't deny for someone who, you know, is over the age of hey, 10 or 15 years old, like you can't deny that here in America, the perception and the acceptance of the church and of Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, who, you know, not not arrogantly and not ignorantly speak or preach or you know, share Jesus, but in a, a humble way, in a manner of humility and with grace, which apologetics, there you go, having a defense and an answer for what you believe, but who share that, you can't, you can't hide from the fact that it has changed. You can't hide from the fact that there have been, especially today, I mean, it's almost been highlighted with the whole season that we've been in with COVID because you, you can't deny that there are or have been and still are, um, you know, 
mandates, government mandates that have been made toward churches that are much stricter and seem a little, you know, over the top than what have been made to, let's just say, a, a you know, a secular business that's, you know, just selling items and products. Um, so, I mean, you, you can't really run from it. Like, it's there. There are examples and things that have happened that, you know, definitely lean towards the fact that the church and Christians have been and, you know, are more persecuted or at least progressing in that way than, you know, in the last 20 or 30 years, we'll say. Um, yeah, I yeah. Mean, what do you, I, I what do you think that. about that? Um, I, I think you're right. Um, there, there are two questions that come out of that, what you just said. One is, okay, so why haven't we been persecuted? All right, so that's the first one, right? So the second one is, what have we done because we haven't? Does that make sense? Like, all right, um, have we taken advantage of the umbrella of grace? Have we, have we actually used to the full advantage the opportunities that we have being a free nation under God? The church has. Now, now that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I think we, you know, everybody says, oh, we can do more. I get it. You know, I grew up like that. So, um, but right. I think I think the church has become complacent in general. Um, and what I mean by that, it, it, let me be clear, everybody. Let's go, let's just back up one second. When Alex and I are talking about the church, we're not talking about like everybody in the whole United States who meets on Sunday. What we're talking about are the people of God. Born again, people who are born from above, just like Jesus mm-hmm. told Nicodemus. You, you must be born again. Now, those people, they're the church. And what are those people doing? I mean, what are they doing? Um, I, that, that includes me. What am I doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, uh, I, we've been locked away uh, for a while. Um, I found myself going two weeks, Alex. I, it dawned on me. Two weeks during the lockdown, I hadn't read my Bible. Are you kidding me? Blew my mind. And I, yeah, just, I, w- I would not, I would not I expect like, that oh from you, to be honest. No, I mean, you know me, yeah. I mean, I'm like all over it. So I'm telling yeah. you, um, we need fellowship. We need to meet. Absolutely. So, you know, that's, Absolutely. that's, that topic is later on, you know, what does the church yeah. do yeah. with mandates about not meeting, not being able to meet, having to wear a mask, stuff like that. So, yeah. So what is the, what is, what does the Bible say? Is the state of the church, no matter where she's at in the world, no matter if she's in China, North Korea, Indonesia, United States, Bible say whose state of the church, yeah. and you does know, that I mean, change? Does it change in the future? You mean like is that change? No, I mean does it does it ever change? I mean does it does, oh, oh, does oh, the oh, Bible oh, say that it's unfaltering that it's that it that it that it may change. Watch out because that might change. You know, this truth might change a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Some some people treat it that way, but uh, you know, I mean, as far as as the church, the whole, the church doesn't change. The church cannot be overcome. I mean, Jesus already told us that, right? Jesus lets us know that not even hell will prevail against the church. 
And so we know that the state of the church itself, it is stable, it is good. We as individuals, the body, the members of the church, you know, the the arms, the hands, the feet, the legs, we are the ones that have to watch ourselves from changing and drifting away from what Jesus is calling us to, which is to proclaim the gospel, which is to tell people about him, which is to be the salt, to be the light. You know what? And, you know, I don't know if you've ever really thought about those two things, being the salt and the light. Both of those things stand out. You know, people, people notice when there is a lot of salt on their food. People obviously notice light, right? See, those are things that stand out. They have purpose. They do something. They, you know, they make an impact. And so that's what we're called to do as believers, as those who profess Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are called to be the salt and the light. We are called to stand out, not for attention to ourselves, but we are called to point others to Jesus. Whether anybody ever remembers Trey or Alex or Hope Rising Ministries, that does not matter. What matters is whether or not they know Jesus Christ. That is the only name that matters. And that's our calling. Our purpose is to do that, to, to share him with others. And so, you know, the way that people will perceive the church has a lot to do with how well or how bad we follow through on the calling that we've been given to do that. Um, so to answer that question in a sense, no, the state of the church will not change. The church will be victorious. The church will win. And it's, you know, us as individuals, it's you, it's me who have to, and that's where, you know, point right back to the community aspect to not forsaking meeting together. Now, I think you and I may differ a little bit even on what forsaking, you know, not forsaking meeting together fully entails. Because to me, being able to, you know, see you during this time on a video screen, to me, that's meeting together because I still get to communicate with you. I still get to talk to you. I still connect. That fellowship is there. And so, you know, some people want even more, which obviously. Yeah, you know, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm old school. I want to I hug a brother, man. You know, <laughs> exactly, what's up? I exactly. want to hug a brother, pat him on the back and say, what's up, man? Where are you at you in your word? Yeah. You know, where are you in your word, Alex? You know, you know, and, and that is something that is crazy because not a lot of people think about it. And some people, you know, you don't always consider it, but that is something that is just born into like built into us. We are born with that desire for community to be around other people. And that is there because God created us to be that way, to have community and to come together to, to edify one another, which is to build each other up, to encourage each other. And so, you know, that is the important part of that. And that's how we as individuals continue to follow our calling, continue to, be the body of Christ, the church during a time like this. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a, a passage of scripture that will mm-hmm. um, culminate 
what what we just talked about, and it's going to yeah. segue yeah, into yeah, the but... next question. Okay, so this is in John six, okay. and I'm going to start with um, verse thirty. Seven. All that the Father gives me will come to me. Mm. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will that I shall that he is, but to raise them up the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up the last day. Now, Come on. church Come on. needs to understand that this is the state of the church, that this is our hope. Man, when Paul and the, and the Pharisees and some of the Sanhedrin was behind him, and they were all conspiring to kill this guy, mm -hmm. he jumped ship, man. He found Jesus. You know, he was born again. Now he's not he's right. not conspiring to kill Christians anymore. Now he is one. So now they've hunted mm -hmm. him down. Now he's he's in front of Festus and he looks at Festus and he goes, You know what? I'm on the, I'm on trial for the same hope that these guys have mm. of the dead. That is the state of the church. She has hope. I don't care what's going on. She has hope. The North Korean who's a believer in Christ will tell you, I don't care what's going on. I have hope. Yep. The guy in, in, in China, uh, uh, a concentration camp because he's a believer. You know what? I don't care what's going on. I have hope. I'm going to be raised up mm -hmm. on the last day. Oh man. So yeah. being that is the state of the church. What's the church's role? Let's be specific. What's the church's role mm -hmm. here in America right mm -hmm. now? Man, I, I mean, it has to be exactly what we've talked about. It has to be not to to be the hope, but to point people to the hope that is in Christ. Like, that's what we have to be doing right now. We have to be. We have to be an example of that. Like, we can't walk around as professing Christians and be so depressed and so discouraged and so, you know, we, we can't, it's not that we can't feel that because we do trust me. So, during so this let me season, ask you something. Let me ask something. Yeah. What if a listener right now, mm -hmm. I am, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but that's me right yeah. now. And I don't mm -hmm. know what to do about it. No. And, and that's, you know, and, and it is awesome. That's, the first step of that is to say, Hey, you know what? That is me. And I don't mean, and when I say that we can't, I mean, not that we can't experience that because we will, because I have during this time, during this season, I mean, just in life in general, it's going to wear you down. It's going to beat you up and it's going to, you know, kind of, kind of get you in that, that season and, and that mood of being depressed and being kind of downtrodden. And so it's, we can't allow each other to go through that alone. So that's where we as the church, we as the body, that's where we have to come together. That's where we have to encourage each other and be there for one another. Again, not forsaking meeting together. Like that is our calling. That is part of our purpose in life as followers of Christ, as the body is to be there for each other. So I think next time we meet, we're going to talk.
what we do when the, when our governor says you can't meet, right? Uh, what do you do about that? So we're going to talk about that next time. Um, parole. You know, uh, therefore, mm-hmm. as me and you go mm-hmm. and preach what I have taught you, right? Um, mm-hmm. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So uh, as you, as you, your role as individual stones in the building of the church of Christ, right? Your role is to live the gospel and speak the gospel mm, when right you know i've been looking uh, lately i've been looking through the word about when christians are supposed to talk and i just my men's group just got out of proverbs and one of the things we learned in there is don't answer a fool to his father mm, i'm like yeah. man you know what what is what i'm not supposed to it tells you to give an answer when somebody asks you about the hope you have. Always be ready to share the word of God when the Holy Spirit prompts you to. And expose false teaching. That's the only three times. You know, I'm talking about to the world. Okay. There's a bunch of times we, we encourage brothers and we, we iron sharpens iron and we discipline brothers and sisters and stuff like that. But when it comes to lost people in the world, there's only three times we talk to them. When prompted, when asked, Mm -hmm. and when somebody's teaching falsely. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, our role is multifold, but only one fold and it's go. I need you And, and if you if you look at the 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 conversation he had with his disciples in John 14, 15, 16, 17, he says, let me tell you something. I've got to go. Because if I don't go, the, the comforter, the, the other teacher won't come to you. Come. And and his yep. his role is to remind you of everything I said and teach you what it means. That's our role. That's what we do. Glorify God. There you go. There you go. That that in itself, you know, um, you know that that right there, simply put, is is our purpose. That's what we are created for: is to know God and to glorify Him. Like that's it. Yep. Um, and sometimes I, you know, and. I can't point the finger at anybody else um, without pointing it at myself is sometimes we, we get so complacent. And I think that, you know, circling back around to, to what we talked about being, being under the umbrella of grace, we get so complacent at times that, you know, we don't, we don't reflect that hope that we have. Um, we don't share the hope that we have with other people. Um, we don't call out, you know, false teachers, the way that, the way that maybe we should not in, you know, not in anger or hatred or, or anything negative, but just in humility and grace and, and in truth. Um, you know, and, and so, I mean, there's so many parts of it 
as far as like what the church should be doing right now, especially in America. There's so many parts of it that, again, echo back to what you said earlier of, you know, we as Christians within America allowed ourselves to get here. Like we kind of, you know, over time allowed this to play out and, and for the state of where the church is here in America to end up here. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I fully believe that God is moving in this nation, that God is using even this season where everybody is separated and, you know, to to some extent have been locked down and pushed and kept away from each other. Like, I still believe because I hear of stories and I hear people sharing their testimonies of how they've been impacted during this time. And a lot of it comes through technology and the fact that God still uses what, you know, what we have. Like, maybe you can't be face to face with somebody, but that doesn't mean you can't share Jesus with them just as well if you were standing less than six feet apart. Um, you know, and we can't forget as well, you know, while we see the state that the church within this country is in, um, we can't forget that there are still opportunities, no matter where you are, that we as believers can go and share the gospel. Maybe we're not physically going, but that's the great thing about technology. That's what I love about it. That's why I'm so passionate about the technology side of things is that it allows us to go even if I'm sitting right here in my house, I can still connect. I can still communicate. I can still share Jesus with somebody halfway around the world. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Amen. We just, we, we can't um, forsake that and we definitely can't neglect it. Like that's the biggest thing. It, if we were here to offer some encouragement and a reminder to the church here in America is not to allow yourselves to remain complacent. And if you identify that, you know what, maybe I have kind of sat by, maybe I haven't done everything that, you know, the Lord's called me to is to exactly what you said, get up and go, just go. Yep. Let yep. the Lord. Lead. So, you know, if, if you're listening and you know who you are and, and mm-hmm. you know that, that God has called you to do something or, you, you've got a coworker you need to share Jesus with or a, a wife or an uncle mm, yeah. or a cousin or a brother, or maybe you're stuck in a sin. Um, you know, Jesus is the answer. Um, so I call you to repent, do what you got to do and start walking on the straight path. I mean, really just, uh, fall on your knees. Hey, Lord, I'm a goofball and I need help. I mean, that's the first step. So just do it. You know, yeah. uh, I've been there. Uh, I probably need to do it again, you know, <laughs> but I'm, I've been there and, and I know what that's like. Uh, I got a rough past, but I found Jesus. Amen. So uh, I, listen, uh, it was really good talking to you guys. Um, uh, thank you, Alex. You're, you're a great host. Thank you for having me with you. Um, you know, coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, uh, ha- why is the church so silent right now? Mm. Yeah. Uh, does she need to be? Does she not need to be? Does that have to do with how sovereign God is? D- is God asking us to do something that we're not doing? I mean, you know, let's, mm. uh, we're going to talk about 
uh, um, Romans 13 and, and following the governing authorities and what does that mean? And, you know, how bound are we there? Um, how, how far do we follow in obedience there? Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. That's true. That's, a, that's one that I believe, um, and, and, and I've seen through, uh, you know, it, people living that struggle and that wrestle out right now. Like people are wrestling with that, especially in the church, Christians. Like how much do I obey when it comes to the government, you know, telling us or limiting us to what we can do and, and what we can't do, um, you know, as Christians and the church, like that is something that I think a lot of people relate to right now. Yeah. And, and you know, um, uh, before the next podcast, be, have this thought in your head. Um, what does the government of China telling a believer what to do and not to do? How is that mm-hmm. coincide with the government of America telling a Christian what he can or can't do? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. think about that. And, and, uh, this yeah. is this is not a political podcast. It's never going to be one, uh, but we do live here in America. That's where we are, and we yeah. have enjoyed our freedom. I love my freedom. Mm. I love my freedom of expression. I love mm. to be able to worship my God openly and freely, uh, which may end soon. Mm. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, um, man, I'm. I'm ready to record the next episode right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and tell you, I am ready to dive into what we have, you know, still on the list to go through. But, man, Trey, I am I am so thankful uh, for you. Um, I'm thankful for just the fact that we get to do this. And, and it's finally here. It's finally happening. Um, and, and I can't wait because, you know, over the span of – However long this podcast lasts, like I'm excited for for everybody that is part of our ministry, as well as people on the outside of our ministry that we've been able to connect to, partner with, serve in some way. Um, I'm ready for them to be part of this as well and uh, and just be able to share and, you know, just be real and allow, you know, each other to um, be honest and, and be transparent and, you know, not put a mask on, uh, no pun intended, but just to to be each other and to share Jesus, uh, to share laughs and some encouragement with every single one of you who are listening right now, as well as each other who are, you know, sitting across from, from one another as well. So Trey, thank you for your time. Thank you so much uh, yep. for doing this. I enjoyed it. This journey that we finally are getting to start and I can't wait to see how the Lord uses it. And I just pray that if there's one person, it, one person that is listening right now, if you hear this, and you have found some encouragement, this is why the Lord allowed us to do it, was so that you would have even just the slightest amount of encouragement while you were listening. So I hope that you continue to listen. Um, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Um, send us an email at uh, info at hoperisingministries.cc. Let us know uh, what you thought. You know, share some of your feedback, your opinions, uh, as well as um, you know, give us some ideas of maybe what you'd like to hear us talk about. We'd love to, you know, start making a list and gathering different, you know, ideas and different topics. And we'd love to, you know, discuss. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm, I already know I'm a goofball idiot center. So you don't have to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, y'all. 
But uh, yeah, so as we wrap it up and as we get ready to head out, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. We hope that you have been blessed as much as I know that I have and I believe Trey has as well uh, through this opportunity. Thank you. Uh, We can't wait for the next episode and to be able to share it with you as well. So God bless and have a good one. Join us again. See ya. Peace.